This is The Art of Undress, and I am your host, Ethan Goodchild. In this episode, we are focusing on the idea of habits and decompressing from the social world. My guest this episode is another of my close friends, Tesca. We talk about the importance of undressing from the day, how creating a home is a safe haven to reveal and explore your inner self, and how undressing yourself once in a while is key to understanding you. So, without further ado, welcome to The Art of Undress. So, um, how would you describe the feeling of undressing to someone? I think your mind automatically goes to the idea of taking clothes off. But for me, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's really taking off that layer you put on for other people. It's going from being prepared to interact with other people throughout your day to being able to be your true self, be home, be comfortable, and just taking it all off. Um, so going off of that question, do you consider undress to only be the removal of clothing, which I, I don't think you do? No, <laughs> it's um, definitely more than that. Yeah, and so then what would you what would you consider it? And like, I, I guess think of it as I mean as as abstract as you want yeah I mean for me especially growing up in such a small town and then moving here to the big city it really makes you you kind of feel that you're less I don't want to say like less important but you're you're very much like a very small fish in this very big 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 sea right so I think here in the city, the, the idea of, of getting dressed and being dressed is, is more than clothes. It's, it's putting on this, this, uh, this idea of self, not your true self, but this idea of self in order for you to be more individual in the, in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Like it's about wearing more bright clothes, being noticed, but then being able to go back home and taking all of that off and again just going back to that idea of who you are underneath of all of those layers all of those clothes um and so where do you feel the most comfortable in life obviously in my home i think moving here i've been here in the city for about about well over five years now and it's really taken me a long time to kind of curate this space that i feel like actually reflects who i am and it, it, it's, it is about, about taking your clothes off, but it's also about how you feel once they're off and, and being able to fully relax and, and just, yeah, just let go in your space. And so do you think that you even kind of undress from the city when you go home? Yeah. So like, yeah, when you're at your parents, your mom's, your dad, it's like you're, yeah. it's like you're back to kind of childhood. Like. Back to childhood, back to to freedom, to carelessness, to, to not really needing to put on this facade for everybody else. You can, you, you're safe space, you know, you're, you're accepted no matter what. And were you ever taught um, to create or, or have good habits around like undressing and like your body and 
um, like was that ever a conversation or like an unspoken maybe it, like I feel like a lot of a lot of families it's like an unspoken thing of like making sure like uh, how would you say it like uh, reinforcing positive body image definitely not <laughs> again like small town they're very close minded very small minded and I think it was for me it was being raised by my grandmother who was a little bit more of a free thinker um, and her helping me to be a child that was very self-reflective and, and really was able to see around me mm-hmm. that other people were not having this dialogue around sex and confidence and, and it just acceptance it just that dialogue was not there so thanks to her I think being young and and even having to grow up so fast, it really helped me better understand the idea of confidence. And like, I think when I do become a parent myself, it's something that I'm definitely gonna have a conversation with with my own kids about because I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be able to feel differently than what I did. Yeah, so it wasn't necessarily a, a, a conversation. It was kind of acts or other, other things that you were taught by your grandma yeah. that that helped you kind of yeah. become who you are and be very confident and, and like I mean we all have have body issues and, mm. and mm. so the next question is <laughs> have you ever had yeah. body issues um very much so <laughs> I uh when I was growing up I feel like I kind of stood out from everyone else I I was very tall I was very skinny um Everyone's dream. I know it sounds—it sounds absolutely terrible, but I feel like I—I I cared about my appearance because I—I I felt like I was—I was restricted in my environment, so I wanted to to express that level of control in my own appearance, in my own clothes, in my own dressing. And uh, because I did that and no one else around me in my town had done that, I stood out like crazy. Like them, yeah. Like crazy. Did, do, were they a barrier? Like a barrier of, uh, of like kind of, kind, like even like pretty, um, expanding the gap of how like you're already out, not outcast, but you know, you're already like seen as, as someone who, who definitely had different ideals and different ideas. And yeah. so you were like, fine, yeah, fuck it, I, I am. Yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna do it. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I, I've always used specifically. I've always used clothing to kind of express how I feel, and and of course, like I got alienated even more because of it. Um. So. Yeah. So as a as a barrier, do you do you ever feel like others use it as a barrier as well? Of like, um. So you use it kind of. Not even in that sense. Do you do you think you use it as a barrier to like hide? Sometimes like being like wearing bright colors and stuff, it's kind of like can hide like how you actually are feeling and how like you truly yeah are yeah of course. And uh, it's funny you say that because I feel like as a woman, and I feel like it, it can translate to to a lot of other ones, other people as well. That sometimes when you don't feel as positive in yourself sometimes you tend to put extra effort into the way you look and I think it's a healthy thing to do because it's it's forcing you to come out of that darkness a little bit 
Um, but to, I know I keep bringing it back to like small town versus city, but I feel like in the city too, sometimes you get lost. Yeah. Like when you're on the subway and you're on this, in, on the subway car and you look around, it's all people in navy jackets, black jackets and, and you know, like when someone walks by you and they're in that yellow floral coat and not only whether you say anything to them or not, you know, it just, it's a happy color. It's a happy thing to see. And I feel like it brings people a little joy. So yeah, it's really, you're doing it. You can be dressing for yourself, but you also have to be aware of the possible impact it has on other people too. Yeah. I guess it could also make people think about, yeah, just start thinking about themselves. Like, you know, there's always like some people have a judgment and like, Oh my God, she wore that. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it gets them thinking. It's like, Oh, she like she has the confidence to wear that. Like she doesn't give a mm-hmm. fuck. Um, and so having this, this yeah, you use your clothing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what are you like when you're at home? Like when you get through the door? Like what do you do first? And yeah, it's really funny because personally, I dress very vibrant. I love color. I love pattern. And the second I get home. I take everything off. Mm-hmm. Like you, you will trip over my pants in the doorway <laughs> when you come in the door. Like I just feel like, like I said, like I curated this space that I feel like I don't need anything else in. It's it's truly a reflection of myself. Mm-hmm. So when I get home, I can take those clothes off. I can I can just relax. I can go back to my routines of just being alone, having the cat with me. Um, really sitting down to reflect on my day Mm. and I think that's important too is is taking that time to to reflect on your day and uh whether that be on your commute home or while you're home eating dinner or you know just something anything and it's funny you say that because knowing your house it's like (laughs) your house is it's it's not like it is colorful yeah so it's like yeah it's kind of like you just created a cocoon of what you what you put on yourself (laughs) Um, and so what would a general night look like for you? Like you finish work, what, like, what things are you doing? So I manage a retail store. So I feel like in retail, you do have to be on all the time. Your mind has to be on your, your ability to, to interact with other people has to be on your problem solving has to be on. So when you get home or when I get home, I, I just want to do mindless activities. Like I, I just need to to slow up, slow down my mind from the day. So I go home. I take my clothes off. The cat annoys me, so I've got to feed the cat. Cat always takes priority over yourself, you know. <laughs> and then I'll sit down. I'll put something on TV and just eat my dinner. And that's my little time to to deflect and to relax and and uh, and then. Uh, do that for about an hour and then I'll crawl into my bed, go through my whole routine of skincare and, and self-care and get into bed. And so do you think those kind of habitual processes that are mindless and like, you know, you just do, you take off your makeup, you wash your face, yeah. you take a shower, have uh, like have an effect on, on helping you kind of decompress from the, the mm-hmm. social self that you present. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's a very freeing process too, like, of course, like taking your makeup off, it, 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 it feels just kind of heavy at the end of the day. And even though, I mean, I think most people tend to wear makeup to enhance their features or if you're anything like me, I have a lovely little baby face. So I find it <laughs> tends to add a couple years. <laughs> so it's, it's a really, it's an interesting process of, of when I take my makeup off and, and you can't see my eyebrows anymore. And I these blonde eyelashes and I just look like so young and, and innocent and, and youthful and it's it's really freeing to know that 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 innocent self is still there yeah. underneath everything too. And do you feel like you you're completely different or it's just like when you're out compared to at home it's just like a little bit more like do you feel more vulnerable or do you just feel I don't feel more vulnerable, which is is the funny part, right? Yeah. Because you are exposing yourself more. You you are undressed, right? Mm-hmm. But again, it's about creating that space, whether it be your home, whether it be your friend's house, whether it be your parents' house. It's about creating that space where you you can be naked yeah. in all senses and and still feel confident and and still feel yeah, just yourself. Yeah. And so, um, have you ever explored different aspects of your identity? Oof, I want to say yes, but no. Okay. Like, do you just think it's, it's, I don't know, I'll let you continue. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, again, like just growing up, I think I had these certain, um, these certain expectations, these certain ideals kind of surrounding myself. And even though I was open and accepting of the otherness, I feel like for myself, even no matter how bad I want to be a part of that otherness, sometimes I just feel like I'm just not. That's not for you. No. You're like, oh yeah, I could do that. And you're like, "Mm, not going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) It is so, no matter how bad I want to, like I I see the otherness and I I love it and I respect it and I want to be involved in it. And I'm just not, I just can't, I can't change who I am. But I think the important part is just to be accepting of the fact that it's out there. and, And even though it's not for you, still wanting to be involved in it. It's part of your identity. Like, it is yeah. part of, of who you are, you know? It's, it's, I think, at the end of the day, it's almost that as much as we're like, oh, we explore our identity, and, like, you've had yeah. so many... It, it's not. It's still who we are. Like, yeah. that who we were for a year, like, three years ago with blonde, long hair or two tall hair <laughs> is still who you were. Like, you, yeah. you may have grown, but you haven't, like, completely changed. You're still... Yeah. You're still Tesca. Yeah. And so, um, the, the basis of... of uh, this this research and this like self exploration that I'm doing mm-hmm. um, comes this theory that that I'm basing it all off of, and so I'm going to tell you three words. So I'll do one word each, like each time, and I'll ask you to just like describe how you um, like how you would describe them. Okay. So the first is your actual self. Mm. It doesn't necessarily have to be how you, like, what you think you you are. It just needs to be kind of how you would uh, define. Actual self. Yeah. 
actual self, yeah, I think your, your actual self is, I feel like it, it's who you are when, when you're alone, like when you're by yourself, when, when you're okay being by yourself, you're fully self-accepting and you're comfortable and you, you don't have anything that you're using to hide. And again, it, it, it can be clothes, it can be environment, it can be substances, it can be anything. Mm -hmm. It's just who you are in that natural raw moment. Okay. Yeah. And then the next is what would you define as ideal self? See, I think for me that one's a little conflicting because I think your ideal self it can be taken as, as, you know, who, who you want to become, but I don't think it's necessarily a good or bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like you have ideals, you can, you can see things in yourself that, that you want to change, but you know, f you can't, you can't always change yourself. Like mm -hmm. you, you're fundamentally just who you are. So I think you, the ideal self almost yeah. seems like the kind of um, idea of wanting to be part of it's those other things. It's wanting to be yeah. something else, but but it's not necessarily real. And it's not a bad thing to no. to kind of want to explore that, but it's... Of course. Yeah. But I think, like, you, you can explore where you want to be within yourself, but you also have to be accepting of the fact that that might not be where you end up or what is going to end up being. And the final one is yeah. the ought self. Very abstract. I will tell you what they what they are actually defined as after. Oh, I just wanna I just like to see kind of what people think, especially after we've uh gone through the the conversation and like spoken about it, because like now your mind's thinking and you're like, oh like I do do this and like oh like even here like you, you take your coat off and stuff and like naturally you you're taught that. Um So this one is what? The Ought. O U G H T. Just tell me what you, tell me just what comes to mind when you think that, or does nothing come to mind? And you're like, I have no fucking idea. Odd self. Okay, so yeah, I'll go through, <laughs> yeah. So I'll just go through, so actual self is who you are. Yeah. Like it's a hundred, like just who you naturally are, like you, there's nothing there. And then ideal is um, the, the, the values and the attributes you wish you had. Mm -hmm. And then ought is the attributes that others wish, like others think you should, mm -hmm. you should possess. Uh, and it's funny, I, I, uh, like the podcast before this, which yeah. was my mum, she, which is very literal, like you can tell my mum's like a boomer. Yeah. Like she was born in the, like she was a boomer. She, yeah. she was like, ought, ought, you ought to be this. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I was like, oh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Because she was like, and she was like, it's even in the sense of just like when I'm at work, I ought to do something. Like I, I, I have to do it that yeah. way. Like, you know, and like, and that's when you're really following the, the rules of, of what you have to do. And I think that's, you said it yourself. Like, I think it's very much a generational thing. Like yeah. for me, that's not even where my mind goes because our generation is much more free thinking and, and we don't we're moving towards a society and a culture where we're, we're more accepting of who we are and we're yeah. not 
not as concerned with what others think. Tesca and I discussed the ideas behind what the art of undress is. Exploring yourself in a safe haven and allowing yourself to be at your most vulnerable. By looking deeper into this, we can discover new facets of ourselves. Through these episodes, I have discovered and learned a lot. The Notes of Undress is a book that I have curated throughout this process. It is available to view on my website at ethangoodchild.com. Thank you again for listening and joining me through this journey. And for the final time, this is The Art of Undress. Undress.